welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome to another episode of Fertility Conversations. Today, I'm joined by a lovely guest, Ogechi. She's an HR professional who works and lives in London, UK with her husband. Ogechi is passionate about supporting Black women going through infertility. And she's also a volunteer for the Fertility Network UK charity. And she hosts a Black women's support group meeting once a month. The details would also be in the show notes so you can connect with her and join one of their meetings. She's here today to share her experience on balancing work and fertility treatments. So welcome, Ogichi, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Ola. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yay. Thanks for being here. Let's <laughs> get into it. <laughs> yeah. So to start off, we usually say, tell us a little bit about yourself and perhaps a little bit about your fertility journey as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm a HR professional and I work in a central government department and um, I live with my husband, as you said, um, in London. And um, we've been married for, I think, yeah, seven years. I I say I think, no, seven years. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just in case your husband is listening. Yeah, you remember. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Um, yeah, so we've been married for seven years and we've been trying for about six years. Um, I was told that I would need IVF. So I've done the first round, which was last year, which wasn't successful. I'm quite currently doing the second round. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So sorry about the field cycle. Thank you. Thank you so much. And hoping this one, that uh, the second one works out well for you. Fingers crossed. Thank you. Yes, fingers <laughs> crossed. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that, you know, this topic that you want to speak about today, balancing work and fertility treatments is something that a lot of people will be able to relate to because, you know, going through fertility treatments feels like a full-time job by itself. There's a whole lot of appointments, scans, there's a lot of injections, there's a lot of, it's just really time consuming, Absolutely. you know, and it also impacts you emotionally and mentally. So it's great to have you come here and speak about your experience. And then, of course, we can speak about other aspects that people also wonder about while working. So Absolutely. I don't know if you don't mind just to share how it's been for you balancing work and fertility treatments. You said that you've had one before and now you're having a second, all the scans, appointments, you know, just how has it been for you talking to you? Did you let your boss know about it? How did that work out? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, so uh, first of all, let me start off and say uh, balancing um, fertility treatment and working is a very, very hard thing to do. And mm. it's actually like a part time job. You know, if you think about it, because you've got yeah. your job, then you've got the treatments you have to go to. Then you have to think of how do I balance the, the two of them? So it's quite hard. Um, but um, when I started this journey, um, I'll, I'll be honest, um, I found it quite hard because 
I wasn't sure who to speak to and I didn't really want anyone to know my business mm-hmm. um but at some point when um you know I started my treatment I just felt that if people don't know what I'm going through then it's probably going to be hard for people to understand you know the emotions and you know the things you go through when you go through fertility treatment so uh fortunately for me I work in an organization where they do flexible working so that's how I was able to balance work and fertility treatment that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah so basically with the flexible work hours does that mean that you can choose to work at home anytime you want or Yes. So um, the organisation I work in, uh, we do flexible hours and we are also allowed to work from home Uh as well as going into the office. I see. And you don't have to, you can at any point in time choose to work from home. You don't have to give a reason or? Um, To be honest, you will have to give a reason. You will have to give a reason, yes. But you can, so say for example, you're Monday to Friday, you can decide to work at home on Tuesday and Thursday, or you, any day, you can choose any day of the week, really. Um, mm-hmm. They're very cool about that. But um, you must come in at least two week, um, two days in the office, um, and then you can work from home. Um, wait, let me see, is that correct? Hmm. Yes, it is correct, sorry. Two okay. days in the office and three days at home, yes. Okay, so that's perfect. So then... Did you, in that case, you could technically work from home, but when you, what about when you have scans uh, that you, or appointments that you need to attend to, or you have your egg retrieval or transfer? How does that work? Are you able to get time off of that or? Okay. Yeah, that's a really good question. So. Let me start off with scans. When it comes to scans, I make sure I work from home because it's just easier, you know, um, you know, it's just really um, difficult getting into the office, rushing to the hospital, that's yeah. very stressful. So I make sure that I work from home on those days. And what happens is um, you're allowed to have a medical uh, flexible leave. So what I can do, for example, if my scan was in the morning, I can mm-hmm. now come back and return to work in the afternoon. If the scan is in the afternoon, I will wake up in the morning and then do some work and then get ready to go to the hospital. But what I try to do is not have any meetings before preparing to go to the hospital. Okay. So when it comes to, um, when it comes to, you know, taking time off for fertility treatment, I'll be very honest, the organisation I work for, uh, you're not entitled to fertility leave. Mm-hmm. However, um, it's um, at your manager's discretion whether they, um, uh, you know, want to give you special leave. So okay. um, I was granted special leave in my first cycle, I'll be honest. Uh, they gave me five days. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, that was great. It was really helpful. And then I took the rest as annual leave. Okay. And when you say the five days special leave, does that, is that some kind of sick leave, leave or it's just some kind of special leave that you can be anything really? 
that can be anything. So um, it wouldn't be considered as sick leave. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that special leave is at the discretion of the manager. They can decide, it, uh, you know, it depends on the circumstance, you know, for very special circumstance, you know, they could, you know, ish- give you that, you know. Okay. Um, but uh, that is a very good question when it comes to sick leave, because um, I think you're allowed to have a certain amount of time to have special leave. So, so say, for example, if someone passed away from in your family, that's different. You know, that is special. Well, that is special bereavement leave, but that's not the same as special leave. Sometimes people need special leave for different things. We all go through right. different things. Um, so um, at that time, you know, my manager saw it as a special case and I've never asked for it before. So I, I did get it. Um, but I am about to start my, oh, I, I am currently doing my second cycle. And um, this time around, I wasn't given special leave. Um, so back to your question about sick leave. I've had, so for example, for the embryo, embryo transfer, I've had, so not embryo transfer, sorry, the egg retrieval. Mm-hmm. I've had to um, use sick leave. I was told that it's going to be considered a sick leave. And when I do the embryo transfer, I've been told that will be considered a sick leave as well. Right. So if I need any additional time off, I would need to use it from my annual leave. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which I'm hoping that, you know, in the near future, things of that will change. I mean, it's amazing so far what you get at work because, yeah. uh, you know, compared to some people, it, you know, it's, it is a lot of um, allowance in understanding mm. and being understanding and supportive of the fact that you're going through fertility treatment. But of course, yeah. we can still do better. Um, but Noreen, talking about the sick leave, does it look, because I think as people, you know, you don't want to take time off as sick if you're not really sick, because then you, you think, are people thinking I'm slacking off or I call in too many times that I'm sick? Does that, like, is there, a, I'm assuming there's a maximum time you can take in a year. Yeah. And I'm just wondering in your mind, did any part of you feel like, well, you know, this looks bad on me if I'm taking sick leave? And, and, you know, so other people might feel like I'm not really taking work seriously. Yeah, um, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't I don't agree with, you know, taking a sick leave. Yeah. Um, but um, unfortunately, that is the policy. Um, like I said, they can give you special leave, but I have been given that. Wonderful, and if, yeah. I, if I probably pressed for it again, mm. it's a 50-50 whether I would be given the special leave or not um sick leave does have a trigger point so uh touch wood (laughs) I won't (laughs) reach the I won't reach the trigger point this year I've never reached trigger point um ever so I think I'll be fine um but um I think um where I work I think they need to do a bit more when it comes to uh fertility treatment and um um, how to support people who are going through fertility treatment and and I think there should be some type of leave right you know like other organizations do have specifically for fertility treatment yeah. you know that I think that would be really great because I've actually spoken to a few women um, in the organization and you'd be amazed quite a few women are going through this to be honest yeah and I've yeah. noticed some people are you know away for a long time yeah. and some of them opened up to me and said that's what they were doing you know <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, in, in the UK, it's, it's supposed to be, I believe, one in seven or one in six, I'm not sure. 
yeah. um, but that's a whole lot of people that are going through that for sure um, and but of course sometimes it does take employees like yourself to open up that conversation uh, just to let people know that you know perhaps we might want to look at fertility benefits specifically uh, and of course WHO has said that fertility infertility is a disease so it's a medical condition and yeah. for other medical conditions um, you know you should be allocated the time to be able to deal with it without being concerned about am I taking too much time off or, you know is that okay does it look bad if I'm you know if I'm maybe up for a promotion does it affect my annual review like you know things like that like people shouldn't have to be concerned about that yeah it can add additional stress when stress, you stress exactly yeah, yeah. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, your manager gave you the special leave. So, of course, you had to tell, is it she or he? I'm not sure. Is it she? Yeah, it's a she. So, so that means you had to tell her that you were going through fertility treatment. Yes, I did. Now, how did that feel? Because I think quite a few people, don't like I me, mean, you noted earlier that it's a personal business and it is, right? So yeah. how did that feel having to tell her and did you feel that, telling her could have some kind of impact on you or your work yeah. in any form? That's a really good question. Um, to be honest with you, um, I didn't want to say anything, you know, because, you know, you know what it is. It's very, very sensitive, yeah. uh, very awkward, and you just feel everyone's in your business. Mm-hmm. But then I thought to myself, uh, well, to be honest with you, I didn't really have a choice. I had to say what the special <laughs> leave is for. <laughs> yeah. I had no choice. I had to tell her, you know, um, and she understood, you know, she was very supportive. She was even telling me about her cousin and her cousin was going through the same thing. Ah. Um, so we've had a lot of conversation about it. So, yeah, at first I felt, you know, um, I felt quite awkward about it, but um, she made me feel comfortable. So I feel quite comfortable talking about it with her. But as you know, with fertility treatment, it doesn't always end, you know, you don't always get the desired, you know, thing outcome. You yeah. yeah, exactly. The desired outcome. So uh, the first time um, when I had, um, well, when I had the first cycle last year, um, I was a bit worried I was like oh my gosh if you know I don't get the result I want I have to come to work and again yeah yeah so um I like I was dilly dallying I was like one minute you know I say to her I'm not going to tell you whether I'm pregnant or not I'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> and then the next minute I'll say I, I I would say to her you know what I'll let you know <laughs> um I was so confused it was just really it was so hard yeah. to deal with you know, it's just hard. You don't yeah. really want people to know until you're really, really ready. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I didn't get the result I wanted, uh, I did open up to her to let her know. And she was so supportive. And she said to me, you know, you, you can you can take time, more time off. And, you, oh, you wow. know, for meetings, we normally have our camera on. Mm. on MS Teams so she was like you know you don't need to have your camera on in fact the day I came back my camera was on and she said I was so surprised that you had your camera on I just wanted to continue you know I didn't want to stay in that bubble because it's it's just really depressing so yeah that's how I dealt with it but I would definitely deal with it a bit different this time around to be honest yeah 
How so? What would be different? I think um, whether it's whether the result is good or bad, I'm not going to say anything at all. Um, and um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And if I need more time, I'll take more time. Um, but I, I'm just not going to say anything this time around because it's like, what every time I do fertility treatment, I need to say whether, <laughs> whether it's, you know, it's like a game, isn't it? It's just, yeah. yeah. Um, but they always ask me questions. How's it going? Um, you know, uh, you know, you okay? Like they're always checking on me, which is really yeah. Cheap. Yeah, yeah. And she sounds your your manager sounds really lovely too. Yeah. That even without the fertility benefit in, in, in you know specifically, she's still trying to make out um, ways for her to be supportive and also empathize with you or be compassionate in the whole process, which is great. And we need more of that definitely in all companies wherever we work. We have a concern about confidentiality, you know, because sometimes we're like, well, should I really want to, do I really want to tell? Are other people going to know about this? Am I going to be discussed or not? Um, I think once, you know, a secret is let slip, everyone yeah. knows, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so what am I worry? Let me see. Um... Yeah, I did think, oh, everyone's going to know. Oh, yeah, she's, you know, she's trying. She's she's going through treatment. Oh, did it. But do you know what? I found that um, people are very supportive when they know. Mm. Um, and it's not like I want the whole world to know, but I think it's helpful um, if you have a line manager. I just think it's helpful they know. And if someone higher up, you know, knows so that you can yeah. be supported better. Yeah. I understand it's a private matter and it's not something you want to broadcast to the world, but I just think with fertility treatments and if you're going through fertility treatment, I just think you need all the support. Yeah. You can get. For sure. For I really sure. do believe that. Yeah. For sure. Because, you know, if, for example, if you don't, if no one knows or your manager or other people are not being supportive, then like you said, what happens if it doesn't work out? And, Oftentimes, I think people that haven't dealt or people that haven't experienced infertility or haven't done fertility treatments assume that IVF works, always works. Like, you know, some people might be like, oh, why don't you just do IVF? Like, like yeah. it's a guarantee, but it's not a guarantee. <laughs> exactly. And it's, and it's not even a guarantee. I mean, it's very expensive. Some people cannot afford, cannot afford it, but even if you can afford it, there's still no guarantee that it works. So Absolutely. when it doesn't work and you just come back to work, like nothing has happened and no one knows and no one is able to support you then how hard must that be continue with work exactly and actually you asked me a question previously which sorry I forgot to answer um, you said did it affect my work um I don't think it affect my work um at all but I think um I think I, I know within myself that you know um I'm usually more proactive when I'm not doing treatment if that makes sense yeah um and I had a lot of catching up to do when I when I came back from my first cycle when I came back to work um so I would say that's how it affects my work but you know when you go for scans and all these appointments obviously your work gets delayed and you have to do handover so I'd say it affects my work in that way if that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah. definitely I mean it will because it has to be so to an extent. So I mean, some impact has to be felt because, again, your mind 
and it's it's not just something that has been affecting you physically it's your mind emotionally you're worried you know yeah. and then you're dealing with all the effects of the drugs as well right and even Absolutely. sometimes when you go for the scans uh, are the results what you want to see are they not what you want you know as is everything going the way they should like all of that the things you're dealing with on a daily basis and you still have to work and put on a brave face and just act like everything is fine so it, it does there has to be some impact Absolutely. It, I, I, you know, I, I'm really good at, you know, putting a smiley face. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It's, yeah. it's one of <laughs> People know me for that. You're always smiling. Um, yeah, it's a lot. You have to think of the work. You have to make sure that you're not doing anything wrong, you know, mm. and you have to think of, oh, you know, the hospital, are they going to call me while I'm working? So yeah. it's quite a lot. You are right. I mean, I think, I don't know. Actually, I think I might be dealing with it a little bit better now, maybe because I've got more experience. Right. But I do remember the last cycle, I was all over the place. Mm. Yeah, I was all over the place. But this time around, yes, I still have my worries and everything. But I think because I've done a couple of things to try and help myself. So maybe I'm managing the emotional stress a bit. Better, like what? Maybe. What have you done to help yourself? Yeah, so I, um, I I do meditation, I pray, I'm very big on my faith, um, I'm a Christian, um, and I also uh, do uh, go for counselling as well, that really helps. Um, Is that fertility counselling or? Yes, yes, okay. yeah, yeah, it really, really helps, I just feel I need someone to be by my side and it's yeah. just, yeah, it's quite difficult. Definitely. Um, yeah. Um, also, as you know, I volunteer for uh, Fertility Network UK. Um, that that's very that really helps me as well. And connecting with people like you as well has helped yeah. me so much. Yeah. So I just feel you need to have a community with you when you're going through this journey. Um, I just think it really helps you rather than just being alone. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, being able to connect with other people. Absolutely. That, that have an understanding of what you're going through can definitely help. And like your work, your volunteer work with the Fertility Network, like you said, is amazing, right? Because you're supporting others, but at the same time, you're also getting supported um, by sharing your stories and experiences, which Absolutely. is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And even at work, when you mentioned earlier that you realize that even other people are going through something similar and people have been away for treatments as well. So even having that peer support at work or people that have an understanding of what's happened to you can really help. So I think for organizations, definitely having a fertility benefit of some sort and understanding of what's happening, but perhaps even also having some kind of um, support system or at, yeah. least, at least be able to direct you to who to reach out to. Yeah. You know, so for example, someone working in London, they might direct you to, hey, you might want to chat with someone in Fertility Network UK, for example, you know, yeah. something like that would also help employees. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree with you. Definitely. That process. Now, so you've done the treatments and you're currently doing the treatments. And it's amazing, again, like the fact that you're able to work from home, because I think for some people that don't have that flexibility and I have to be at work you having to go for scans and appointments must be crazy because people often try to do it during their break time. And many times your break is an hour. So you're going to drive quickly to the <laughs> clinic, 
you know, oftentimes the clinics are not going to, even if you have an appointment, they're hardly ever going to see the exact time that your appointment is for. They might yeah. be running a little late. So then you end up being late and then rush back to work. Then it makes it seem like you're always late. Yeah. Especially if you don't tell. But, or, or even if you tell and you don't have a supportive manager, it can still look bad on you. So. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's really hard. And I've even, I've even read in um, a couple of um, um, blogs where people say things like, oh, you know, I have to book the earliest appointment in the morning because I don't want anyone to know, you know, yeah. I've gone for a scan. That, that's, just, that's just sad. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm really blessed that I don't have to do that, you know. Mm. Although I do try to book you know, early or the latest one so that I don't have to, you know, explain myself all the time. Not that I need to explain myself, but I just, you know, I just rather just do things when people, you know, when it's not during work time, but if it can't be helped, it can't be helped. Yeah, it can be, yeah. And I think, you know, with what has happened so far with the pandemic, I think it's kind of shown us that most work can be done from home. Right, yeah. because we all, many of us had to. There was no other choice. So Absolutely. I think for companies as well, they can be more flexible in you know providing something like you have flexible work hours, and people can then choose to work from home during those times when they're having fertility treatments or scans or yeah. whatever the case may be, and then be able to you know use flex hours for the times without having to feel so pressured. Yes. You know, to being back on time, to not being late, to yeah. not looking like you're not pulling your weight at work. Yeah. Just way too much stress to be adding on to the whole thing already. Absolutely. The hybrid working system is just absolutely amazing. If, you know, uh, more um, employers can implement that in, in, in their policy or, you know, make sure that workers get the chance to do what I do, that would be amazing. Exactly. Yeah, you know, balance work balance. It's just so, I really believe in it. It's so important. It is, and oftentimes I think people offer it to people that already have kids. You know, family. Yeah. Like you know, workplaces like oh, we're very family friendly and stuff. But what about people that are trying to have the kids? Exactly. You know, those should also be. Those shouldn't included. be left out. Yeah, they should also be included in the picture. So, yeah. hopefully, with more people like yourself speaking out and sharing your stories and we having these conversations, we can hopefully get the change that we want. And, yeah. then, you know, again, I think for sure in Nigeria where I live, we still have a way to go. Of course, there might be some companies already provide some kind of fertility benefits. I'm not aware of them, but if they are, uh, we certainly want to have many more. And if there are employees listening, please reach out to us as well because it'd be nice to open up the conversation about how can you speak to an employer to so at least educate them about why this is important and why many of the employees need it and of course yeah. if the employers are supportive and helping through a, a difficult time then certainly I think it helps the employees to be more committed and dedicated to the work um, so it'd be great too so we want to speak to employers and employees and uh, how to start this conversation. But you noted earlier that there were some links that you saw some things as well. Uh, I don't know if you had been checking out how, how can people get this conversation started if the fertility benefits don't exist or there's no structure in place where they can have some flexible work hours. What have you found or what information do you have that you'd like to share that people can use? 
Yeah, sure. So um, I did read an article which was uh, very, very um, helpful. Um, and it suggested some um, smart strategies for working during IVF treatment. So uh, one of them is uh, to figure out how much time you need. So it's very important to, you know, speak with your doctor and see like how long you need to do the fertility treatment so that you can, you know, um, open up to, you know, your manager or whoever, you know, you need to speak to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that maybe, for example, they might need to get someone to cover you during this time. Uh, yeah, during mm-hmm. during that time. Yeah, definitely. So time and is of, very. And of course, we do know that with fertility treatments, it's not always it doesn't always work out the exact way you plan. But no. I think it's still good to give them an idea, and then of course, if anything changes, then you can let them know. Yes. So, yeah. Great. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I've got a couple here. <laughs> great, yeah, uh, sure. Um, so a develop a plan before talking to your boss. So, you know, just sort of plan out, uh, sort of have an idea of what you think you would need, if you need additional support, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and for example, if you know you're going to go on holiday or something, maybe you might need to, you know, not book it yet. Right. You know, or if there's other things that are happening, just sort of work around that during a fertility treatment. So it's always really important to have a plan, um, I think. And it's helped me, you know. Great. Um, also, we talked about this earlier. So um, decide how much you want to disclose. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not everyone's comfortable with disclosing. I'm, I still know a lot of people that said they've never told anyone because it's just not their business or uh, I know someone that said to me um, that the only person that knows is their line manager and that is it Um, literally that's it and they're telling me and I shouldn't say anything you know that kind of thing (laughs) yeah so you have to do what's comfortable for you personally because I really uh, (laughs) I don't want to use the word hate but this journey is very very you know stressful Mm -hmm. But I just need a lot of people to hold my hand. Yeah. So and we all told, do. I think we, we all do. do. Yeah. So I have told, at first I told my manager and then her line manager. And then there's a few women I talked to who have been through the journey. So I've kind of opened up to them. And then some people have opened up to me. I'm sure probably everyone knows. But so once, anyway, so, I'm not really bothered. <laughs> so once you told one person, you're like, you know, I'll screw it. I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not bothered and for me it's worked because people are so supportive and so lovely to me so mm. but that's not for everyone some people just want to keep it I mean from the culture that I come from oh yeah I was just <laughs> gonna say that yeah <laughs> Nigerians we don't tell our business <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like even when you're pregnant you want to keep it quiet talk less of tell them before like uh-uh, you want to tell people your plans <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but so, but, yeah. but we need to to be able to to find a balance so thank you for yeah. sharing that that the fact that you can still you can tell your employer or your manager whatever that you need the time off for fertility treatment but you don't necessarily need to tell them all the details you don't have to tell them okay well it's happening today or tomorrow or whatever do as much as you're comfortable with uh, yeah. speaking out about so thank you yeah that's very important yeah. 
no worries yeah so for example uh, at this time um in my current cycle before I told them every single detail in fact they kept on asking me oh have you started yet, have you started yet? and then I ended up just saying yes I have like I didn't really want to it's yeah. just so hard to balance you know yeah what, what's, what's because they're, they're, they're being I mean they feel they're being supportive by asking yeah. you but then you're like oh okay I don't want to talk about that today yeah but, you know so yeah <laughs> yeah Oh, well, never mind. Um, so, uh, yes. Yeah, so like I just mentioned earlier, you need to try and pull back on extra commitments. So if you've decided, uh, you know, that you are going to be part of a planning committee, planning, I don't know, a family member's anniversary or birthday or something like that, try not to do too much, maybe right. do minimal you know mm-hmm. try not to go to every single invitation like don't do you know what I mean don't go to every single party yeah. or whatever you know kind of thing it's easier said than done but it's very strange I've actually found myself getting involved in a lot of work stuff especially like different networks I've actually volunteered myself I don't know <laughs> that's a way of me trying to block out what I'm going through maybe it's a distraction. Could be. yeah because I'm thinking to myself hold on why am I <laughs> all of a sudden in this network and in this uh committee and it, like, yeah. it's very strange I don't normally do that so maybe it's just my way maybe it's just helping me just you know keep to cope yeah 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 cope yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but to be honest with you there's a lo- loads of things people have asked me to do and I've had to say no so it's all about finding a balance that's great thank um, you for sharing yeah and I've got two more so uh schedule self-care so um, definitely take care of yourself, treat yourself, uh, whatever you like doing, if it's going to the spa or meeting up with friends, that kind of thing, um, definitely do that. And just have someone, uh, you know, listen to you, just anyone you can trust or anyone you feel comfortable talking to, just have, even if it's just one person, Yeah, you can just be able to you know open up to because this is not an easy journey it's very 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 difficult it's one of the hardest things I've ever been through in my life I'll be very honest yeah and we get because uh, uh, oftentimes we think it should be so easy right that's what we yeah you might it just anytime you want to have a baby you just have a baby yeah you know it was like even if you don't want it it just happens as long as you have sex it's going to happen yeah so, uh, <laughs> what happened <laughs> you know what happened to that story <laughs> and then now you're like uh why is this so difficult <laughs> and then sometimes now I actually look at people that have they tell, tell me oh you know it just happened or we're not even trying or you know we had all the kids we wanted and that just happened and look at them like really like it's almost like you're looking like a unicorn like huh what are you talking about <laughs> you just had sex and then and then the baby just happened like, like I can't relate like yeah uh my body doesn't work like that like <laughs> it's so crazy <laughs> oh my the things we wish we knew honestly it's like one thing after the other one thing after the other so I'll just mention briefly about what what I've been through in terms of um um whenever I go through egg retrieval whenever I go through egg retrieval there's always something stopping me from doing the transfer <laughs> <laughs> so with my first cycle uh it's actually it's, that story is very long but uh what happened was when I did the egg retrieval I actually did the egg retrieval two years before like the 
you know the transfer um oh. yeah I had a fibroid so they said I have the doctor said I have to have an operation oh yeah so because I have uh fibroids and block tubes um and now in my second cycle um we've done the egg retrieval <laughs> yay I'm ready for the transfer no you can't do the transfer you may need to uh do another operation because of your tubes so it's just one thing oh my <laughs> yeah so um it's just really really helpful that you know work is very supportive yeah um, he even said to me you know if you do need to have another uh you know operation which is likely to be keyhole but that hasn't they it hasn't been decided yet okay um you know they said you know honestly don't worry about it you can take time off so that's really helpful to know that I don't need to worry about that yeah definitely it sounds like even though things could always get better but it sounds like it's it's an amazing um setup that you have right now that is a good support system at work which is amazing yes so for any any yeah. employers listening, this is what we want. <laughs> this is a starting place. Like, this is where we need to get to, right? And then Absolutely. we start working, working you know, <laughs> more and stepping up from there. So, yeah. yes, flexible, well done. Flexible work. Flexible, yes. And yeah. support and understanding yeah. and not having to explain every single thing and not feeling like pressure to do that as well. Exactly. That's really important. Um, and, of course, you know, fibroids, block tubes, there's a big... You know, that's another conversation for another day, but those are big things that impact so many of us. Yes. Globally. But I think for whatever reason, fibroids has been said to be more common in black women. Absolutely. Sure. I, I do hope that in the near future, we actually have an understanding of why that's the case. Yes. And see what we can do to prevent or minimize this impact on our lives and fertility. So. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it will be. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we celebrate every milestone. So, yay on celebrating yeah. egg retrieval done. That's a big deal. Yeah. So, yes. And then, yeah. you I'm know, so pleased because we did manage to get some embryos. We actually did better than last time. So, I was so that's good. So I'm happy yay. about that. <laughs> You probably feel good about yourself for eating right and stuff, right? You feel like, yeah, I did that. I yeah, mean, I that happens something somehow. different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I must have done something different I'm still working on, on on myself obviously I don't need to be hard on myself yeah but um I'm just gonna do what I can to just keep healthy as much as I can yeah. so that when the time is right then hopefully my body will be um healthy uh for for the uh frozen transfer i don't know when that is i don't know when that's going to be you know it's um, okay for now you enjoy the milestone and then yeah i intend to (laughs) (laughs) i know have a glass of wine or something because you know when you're preparing for all those things you're like no i can't eat this i can't then you can't do this i can't do that so being able to take a break is always great absolutely absolutely and there's always hope so yeah yes what else can we do yes so I think we've touched on many aspects of you know what people worry about in terms of uh you know balancing fertility treatments and work workplace and trying to ensure that you get the right support again if there's anyone listening please reach out to us if you want to speak about perhaps how you can approach your employer or even employers listening to see how you can 
have a more supportive uh, work environment for your employees because again a whole lot of people are dealing with this both men and women yes so having the right support and benefits can be really helpful absolutely and if you know some employers can change their policy to accommodate people going through fertility treatment that would be wonderful I, I, I know there's a couple of organizations um, that are you know doing wonderful work um, yeah. so I'm just hoping that you know more conversations um, you know can take place and hopefully yeah. things will improve uh, because this is not an easy journey and uh, you know you need all the support you can get whether it's Definitely. you know from home or work it makes a difference when you get it from both places you know yeah. I'm a supportive husband as well so um it's, it's 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 not an easy journey but once you have support it, it it really helps yeah and of course people spend a whole lot of time at work yes you, know, the, you spend more time there don't you so, yeah so you know you want to be in a place where you feel supported yeah yeah so definitely so just before we wrap up I'd like to see if you want to share any words of uh, encouragement to anyone that's listening that is currently on their own fertility journey as well. Yeah, sure. Um, I just think uh, you need to be easy on yourself. Take I, I know it's easier said than done, but really just try and take it easy as much as you can. Um, uh, try and reach out to your manager and just explain what you're going through. Um, for me, I think the more they know, the better. So that's not to say you need to tell them every single detail, but just let them know what you're going through so that they can make the time to, you know, accommodate what you need uh, and mm -hmm. just help you. Um, and uh, just, just, just do what you can to help yourself, you know, um it, it's not an easy journey I, I, honestly just do what you can to uh, uh get by um whether it means uh meeting up with friends or family or whoever you connect with just do that um and in terms of hope um it depends on you as an individual um for me as a christian um i rely on my faith a lot and that really helps me and calms me a lot. I also, you know, meditate as well. Um, and that helps. But I would say for me, um, as a Christian, I, my faith really helps me more. Um, so, you know, I don't know, whatever you believe in or whatever makes you feel comfortable, just do more of that just to help with your mental health. Yeah. And just do, you know, the best you can. You can't do any more than that. That's what I would say. Well said, Vikichi. Thank That's you. That's really, really helpful advice. You, really, you do the best you can and do all you can to make yourself happy. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know earlier you also spoke about you learned so much uh, now from all the work you're doing. But, you know, even people don't want, if you don't have anyone that you can speak to directly, but there are also support groups online. And many of them, you don't have to show your face. You don't have to tell them your real name, whatever the yeah. case might be. So, you can be anonymous and still get the support and connect with other people. Absolutely. Yeah. So as we touched on earlier, obviously, I volunteer for Fertility Network UK, um, but I um, host the Black Women's Group. So uh, definitely get in touch through Facebook 
or uh, there is a contact, uh, there's a contact email on the Fertility Network uh, UK website. Um, yeah, and if anyone's listening, um, honestly, uh, feel free to get in touch with me. Um, you can reach me on Instagram um, as faith underscore fertility. Um, yeah, and I'm also on this app called Peanut as well, which is like oh, a, okay. Yeah, it's for women going through um, fertility treatment and also for mothers and just women who want to meet friends and some people that are going through, some women that are going through menopause as well. It's just like a, it's like a Facebook for women kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, so you can reach me through there as well. And I'm sure Ola will give you all the details. Yes, (laughs) all your details will be in the show notes because we want people reaching out to you and getting support. And also joining your Zoom meetings monthly. That's really, really helpful. I've been to a couple of those and they're really really wonderful uh, so you. definitely one more people joining and listening absolutely it's always good to see you um, yeah so we can yeah. all support each other because we all we all need the support so absolutely it's a great it's a great place for you to come and get support honestly it's, it's amazing please join yeah well done Ogechi. <laughs> thank you so much for you know for such a informative insightful session it's been amazing listening to you Thank you. And listen to your experience and your tips and ideas on how people can do better or get support from work and how employers can also be better. So thank you so much for your time here today for for sharing. And it's been really a pleasure having you on here. And we look forward to having you again in the near future. Thank Thank you so much. much. Thank you, Ola. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.